Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I know that some in our audience know the finer points of hockey. The Chris Johnston Show. We are your friends. The biggest stories bringing you inside the game. What did you hear? The Chris Johnston Show. What is going on? Here's Chris with your host, Julian McKenzie. Part of the game. This is our last podcast before Christmas. Merry Christmas. I got the Santa hat going. Rushed over to the Dollarama just before we started today because I was like, you know what? I need a Santa hat. I haven't had anything festive on my head in a while. I didn't have any Santa hat last year, but I made sure to get one this year. I wish I would have mailed you one, though. You're putting me to shame. I have not come festive in dress, but I feel festive in spirit. So we'll have a good episode. That's the thing because like, I figure like, you're, you're a dude who loves Christmas. I mean, it, it's literally in your name. Yeah, and I do. So it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's such a weird. It comes at such a funny time this year, right? With you know, we haven't seen hockey games for a few days. Just a strange year, still. Um, lockdowns closing in, but trying to trying to maintain some gratitude for the things we have. So I thought about that, right? Because obviously, with everything that's gone on the last how many days, uh, we know the energy around that is what it is, and. You know, the announcement about the Olympics came. We were already on top of that on uh, on Monday's episode. So I don't think we really need to go in on that for today's episode. So I had this idea and, and bear with me, if you will, kind of putting you on the spot just a little bit. You, you've written to say, I, I try to be. I, I learn a lot from doing this show. You've obviously written letters to Santa before. Absolutely. I sent one on December 10th this year. Oh, really? Fingers crossed. Okay, I'm going to ask you about that list later. But what I had an idea uh, and what I figured is for each NHL team, I'm sure for Christmas this year, they would all love, you know, something to keep their spirits up this year, whether it's a trade for player uh, draft picks. I don't know. I know something nice for them. So why not create Christmas Christmas wish lists for each NHL team? I'm going to go through the entire list of NHL teams and you just name the first thing that comes to your mind for what you think they would probably ask for Christmas if they were children sitting on Santa's lap. All right. I'm game for that. All right. Cool. So let's start with. Team numero uno. I'm going to try to go in alphabetical. I was going to say, are you going here. alphabetical or how are you doing this? Because I haven't I'm, conceptualized how I'm going to answer all these. I'm going to go in alphabetical order. I thought about going division, but I think it's probably cooler just to go alphabetical order. Uh, right. So I'm going to start 
with the Anaheim Ducks, a team that uh, has surprised many a pundit uh, through the way they've played this year. What do you think, CJ, the Anaheim Ducks would want for Christmas? I'd say a playoff spot, you know, because it has been such a good year for Anaheim. So much better, I think, than any of those of us in the media would have predicted or expected. They've introduced a lot of young players to the lineup. Remember, they even entered this year with a number of unrestricted free agents, guys like Campus Lindholm and Josh Manson, Ricard Raquel, I believe, as well. You know, players we would have been talking about getting traded at the deadline, potentially, in a scenario where they were playing out the string. And so, you know, they're only 30-odd games into the season, but given the work they've put in, I would think that if they could get a playoff spot, if they could continue that into 2022, that would be a real tangible step forward for that organization. And I think that that would probably keep everyone there feeling uh, happy if that could come down the chimney and be put under their tree on, on the 25th. I imagine uh, I have a pretty good guess as to what uh, this next team might want, but uh, the Arizona Coyotes. More draft picks? I mean, they already have so many. I mean, it's like, what, what do you get for the, the team that has all the draft picks? More draft picks? Um, but I, I mean, I really think that that's going to be Bill Armstrong, their general manager's goal. You know, Phil Kessel's a player he's likely to trade uh, come the new year. Jacob Chikrin's name has been out there. Obviously, if he ends up getting moved, you know, I don't know that that's a certainty, but certainly, you know, they've they've at least opened up to those conversations. Um, you know, they're, they're we've almost never in the modern era seen a team amass this many picks in a short amount of time. And so, you know, I think for them, it's volume even over, you know, I might say, I want to give them the number one overall pick, but even if they don't, I mean, they've still got three first rounders in the upcoming draft. And so I think they just want more of what they've got more abundance as they restock that, that organization that and an arena deal for next year, of course, but you know, I I didn't want to take the obvious one on the tee there. So more draft picks and uh, somewhere to play next season. I thought you were going to say that first. That's the answer I was looking for. I mean, they're, they're great. They have all the draft picks they want. I'm sure they want more, but I'm sure they would love a place to play in 2022. In Arizona, specifically. You know, I think that's what their ownership wants. The Boston Bruins. Hmm. I'm going to gift them more grit. Uh, I saw Ooh, Cam Neely okay. spoke to their reporters here at the holiday break. And, you know, the Bruins are one of those organizations that have a they have a feel to how they they have been over like a large amount of time. Right. And I saw Cam Neely's quotes, our team president to the reporters talking about how he thinks they need to play harder. And so given that they are sort of a, a black and blue kind of team, uh, I'll give them their wish and, and give them more grit because I actually do think they've come a little bit below the radar this year um, as a team that, that could go on a playoff run. Um, but, but clearly I think they need, they need another element. And so I, I think that they'll be one of the active teams in the trade market once that gets fired up here in the, in the new year. And so let's give them uh, some bottom six toughness to, to bolster what they got because that's that's so appreciated in Boston. Any names uh, you think Boston might go for in terms of getting that grit? Or I haven't gone that far yet. So I'm, I'm going to take the fifth on that one and I'll come back to you with real info at some point. The Buffalo Sabres. What do they want for Christmas? What should they get for Christmas? A lump of coal. Wow, you're gonna give them coal? No, after all they've been through. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they've they've had ten straight years of a lump of coal, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would give them because it's not like they've been hard done by, right? As an organization, like they've had a first overall pick, they had a second overall pick in Sam Reinhardt. They're rebuilding the rebuild. They're rebuilding the rebuild. Um. 
maybe I'll, I'll make it more personal. I'm going to gift them a healthy and productive Alex Tuck, given that he was, he's a local guy and he was one of the main pieces that came back in the Jack Eichel trade. He's actually ready to return just on the other side of the holiday break. He's a, he's a good guy. He's been out for a long time with an injury. And so let's, uh, let's, let's wish as they rebuild the rebuild that uh, one of their big acquisitions in the, in the Eichel deal has a long and successful career as a saber. You can make it as personal as you want for each of these, right? Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I want a player or I want a draft pick. It can be those things, but it could easily be like, I'd like a doctor who'd be able to sit down with some member of the organization and explain to them the benefits of artificial disc surgery as an example. Right. And so what you're saying is there's no rules to this game that we've just arbitrarily made up. Why would I be restrictive? It's the holidays. Um, Let's get to this next team, uh, the Calgary Flames. Okay, I'm going to give them a new arena because, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to overthink this one. Just given what's happened in the last few days with their, you know, proposed arena project blowing up with the city of Calgary. You know, this the Saddle Dome. It's actually kind of a charming old building, but it's an old building. It's the oldest in the league. They, They definitely need a new facility at some point to continue on there. I fear that what's going to happen now in this deal is that, and we've seen this in other arena situations is the team's going to have to kind of low key threaten to leave the city to try to exert leverage, to get a better deal on the next. Like it's, it's all very unpleasant. And this was kind of forgotten about, but when Edmonton was struggling to get its arena built at one point, Wayne Gretzky and a couple other uh, people from the Oilers organization showed up at a Seahawks game. And everyone was like tying, everyone was sort of tying a potential move to Seattle. Like no one ever expressly said it, but you know, look at it, it's 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 not a very nice game that has to be played sometimes to get these facilities built. And so I wish for them that it's just peaceful, it's fair, that the taxpayers don't get screwed over and that they find a way to build a new rink in Calgary because it's a great hockey town. I would ask you for your favorite memory of the Saddle Dome, but everyone who listens to this podcast already knows what it is. Yeah, do you know what I was supposed to go back there? Uh, yeah. I was supposed to make my return December 16th, but uh, that game was postponed when the, the Flames had their big outbreak. So I didn't get a chance to return to the the house that Edibles built. <laughs> uh, we'll put that in the list of rejected episode titles. Uh, the, Carolina <laughs> Hurric- the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, I mean, I could see them winning a Stanley Cup, Carolina. Oh, okay. But I'm trying to think of how I want to frame it. Okay. Because I know some people, maybe of the Toronto Maple Leafs market, might just consider them just bunches of jerks. So they they might get the lump of coal if it were up to them. No, I'm going to wish them a healthy and productive Frederick Anderson. Because Frederick is one of my favorite guys from the league. I covered him in Toronto for years. Really nice man. He's had a great start to the year. Uh, but... In recent seasons in Toronto, he did run into injury trouble when he played a lot of games. And, you know, I think he's pretty key to what they want to achieve. Um, you know, they have anti-Ranta as well in net. But, you know, I, I, I wish for Frederick's sake and for their sake that, that he's at the top of his game because I do think they have a chance to win a cup. And look, I saw they got 10 players at the World Junior Tournament too, 10 prospects. So they're stacked at the NHL level. They're built smart and they have a lot of players coming too. And so... This is an organization that's that's actually been really well run for a couple of years now and, and would not surprise me in the least to see them win a cup in the near future. The Carolina Hurricanes, Stanley Cup champions. It's not impossible. It happened in 2006. I'm not saying it's done. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't put my house on that, but I'm just saying I, I, that's where they're trending in my eyes. 
Okay. Uh, this next team, really interested for your answer on this one, the Chicago Blackhawks. Whew. I, I, I wish for them more Ted Lasso moments. Because for those that haven't paid attention since the start of their season, you know, Derek King's come in as an interim head coach and he really has a Ted Lasso type vibe. Um, Very light, a little different, quirky. And the record since he took over from where it was when Jeremy Colleton um, was there has been great. And so, you know, given how tough that season has been, I'm sure for the players there, you know, there's a lot of veterans still around that team, the Patrick Kings and John Taves is, I'm sure a little bit of levity is and winning has has made things more pleasant. So I wish for them to to keep it light, to to keep it rolling, and maybe for Derek King to be their head coach beyond this season because he came in on an interim basis, and it's hard not to notice what he's doing there. You still haven't started season two, or I forget. I haven't, but that that will be a holiday project. Yes, that's what I'm. Okay, season two. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Full uh, review on the next pod. Yes, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to stick with my Toronto roots and I'm going to, I'm going to wish for them a Nazem Kadri that is not suspended in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Nazem really has been one of the great stories of the season. One of the top scorers in the league. Um, you know, obviously to me, kind of an X factor for them. I mean, obviously they have McKinnon and, and Renton and, and, and Landis Cog, but you know, the next level there is, is what could sort of give them an edge, I think in a playoff series. And so, Keeping him on the right side of the line, keeping him in a series, keeping him productive the way he's been is going to give them a great chance to maybe play Carolina in the cup final. I would have thought you would have said like a really healthy like quinoa granola bar for every player, like a massive like it a, a, on mass like pack of for everybody just because, you know, Nathan McKinnon's got everybody eating healthy. Or maybe a round of In-N-Out burgers because Nathan McKinnon's are making sure that, that nobody can have that stuff. So maybe they, they deserve some of that. Did you see there was like a pop-up in Toronto for In-N-Out? Yeah, it was around the corner from my house. Do you like that? Uh, I didn't go. I do like In-N-Out, though. In-N-Out's good. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's overrated. But, like, it's, I think it's pretty cool. I think if you live where we live and you go to the West Coast once or twice a year, it's just like a nice treat to have every once in a while. Like, I don't think they reinvented the burger, but I think it's a damn good burger. And it's just like something to look forward to when you're out in Cali, you know? Yeah, that, 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 that's exactly how I feel. But a lot of people like to, you know, whatever. In and out. Get some animal fries up. too. If like if you're going yeah. all in, if you're having a day, if you're if you're carb loading, calorieing it up, you got to get some animal fries with your In and Out burger. To the next team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. This has been really good so far. Columbus. Columbus is sort of under the radar this year, aren't they? Very, yeah. I mean, Cole Sillinger has been a great story for them. Really good story, actually. And they have, like, Jakub Voracek. Youngest player in the league, Cole Sillinger. Um, like, I was surprised when he made their team. I wish for Columbus. I wish for them to get a high draft pick. Maybe a little bit of luck in the lottery. Because it doesn't look like right now they're going to finish, you know, in the bottom two or three teams in the league. So they're, they're going to have low odds. But I, I kind of feel like that team gets a bum rap a little bit. Yeah. I actually love – I haven't been there for a couple of years since the pandemic, but I actually love going to that city for games. You know, And obviously, so much of the narrative has been all the guys who wanted to leave. But I actually think they've been a efficient organization that is out that is largely out sort of 
punch their their weight class in a sense. You know, they're not spending to the cap. And I think they could use a little bit of draft lottery luck to maybe get a superstar, a Shane Wright or someone like that, um, come in and, and, you know, change those views. Uh, so, you know, I, I got a soft spot in my heart for Columbus, the Blue Jackets. And so I'd like to see good things for them. I would have said earplugs because of the cannons in their arena, but that's a really good answer. <laughs> that cannon, like I know everyone whines about it on Twitter, like it really is annoying. <laughs> my second wish is that they get rid of the cannon but i know that that will never Damn, be true so that'll never happen that's a staple uh to the next team we go to the heart of texas the dallas stars i wish for them to get some goals yeah they could use some goals because you know they, they really struggle to score um you know and they're and, and look they, they played to effect for them in the 2020 bubble in edmonton they, they were able to grind out a bunch of wins um, you know, but I'd like to see them, you know, whether it's Jason Robertson or maybe one of the older guys like Tyler Sagan, pick it up a little bit. I'd like to see them score a little bit more, um, to make, make life easier on Rick Bonus, who their head coach is one of the good guys in the game. The Detroit Red Wings, or as Bob Cole would say, Detroit. I'd like for them to have a debate in the second half of the season, but whether Lucas Raymond or Moritz Sider should win the Calder. Because I think that they're blessed to have, in my eyes at this point, the top two players in that discussion, in that race. And that, you know, that alone, look, at they, they've actually won more games this year, too, than, than I think a lot of people would have expected. But that tells you they're finally going in a direction um, that seems overdue. And so I wish for that to continue to be the case for them. And, you know, I think we're going to see that original six team start to come around and reshape itself here in the very near future. Another Canadian team, the Edmonton Oilers. My Christmas wish for Edmonton is flour. And I'm not talking about flowers that you give to your mom. I'm talking about Marc-Andre Fleury uh, coming to Edmonton in the second half of the season. You know, it seems apparent to me the Oilers, you know, they they obviously have a good team. They have the top two point getters in the league as we hit the the break here. And Dreisaitl and McDavid, they give up too much you know, against part of that, of course, is team defensive play, but part of it's their goaltending. And the, it's just, it's so obvious to me that the the fit would be Marc-Andre Fleury, who, you know, I presume wants to win another Stanley cup who, you know, I know the Oilers at least have some interest in, you know, if we can put two and two together, they're putting two and two together that the, it could be a fit. And so I think that would actually be a cool story to see, Marc-Andre Fleury finish out the season with the Oilers, try to take a run out of cup. And I think he could be a difference maker for them uh, because they just need a few more saves to be right at the top of the league right now. What a career that would be for Marc-Andre Fleury and to win cups with Sidney Crosby and then ending his career, winning a cup for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. That would be yeah. a fun way to end a career. And almost winning a cup with an expansion team in the middle, like getting to the cup final in game six. I mean, it's, I mean, it's been already a tremendous career for Marc-Andre Fleury, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sending flowers to Edmonton for Christmas. Cause I think, I think it's apropos for what we might see here in the next few months. Marc-Andre Fleury, by the way, hall of famer. I, I don't think that's a debate as, as far as I'm concerned. Not for me. Like, like, sorry, no debate for me. Like I'm with you. No I'm, debate for me. You know, yeah. I, what the debate would be is how many goaltenders of this era would you put in that class? Like it seems pretty clear. Carey Price, I think will go there. You know, probably Jonathan Quick, two cup wins. Interesting, but you know, because a lot Quick's, of people have felt his, a lot of people have felt felt his play has fallen off since those cup wins. Right, 
but I'm just saying like it, goaltenders actually, if you look, goaltenders have a hard time getting into the hall and, and, you know, Henrik Lundqvist will be in the hall of fame too. I mean, I know yes. he's recently retired here, but he's kind of played in the same era, but not a lot of obvious locks, but I, I'm with you. I think Flurry's going to be there. Just, I mean, look, he's got longevity, right? He was in the league in 2003, he's still going. So um, would be cool to I'm not even saying he's done it this season either, but it'd be cool to see him at least finish out this year at Edmonton. To the sunshine state, the Florida Panthers. See, they got everything going on right now. Yeah. Like there's another team. I'm going to wish for them that Sasha Barkov just continues being him. I think that he's, you know, just because of where he plays, he doesn't get the attention. People know about him, of course. Just I don't think he's watched or fond about as enough. Um, but, you know, I, I think he could have a big star turn in the playoffs if they go on a playoff run. And so let's uh, let's keep Sasha on track. And, and you know, I think the Panthers and Lightning are going to have another great playoff series here at, at some point in the near future. I would love that. I would also love more fans in the arena for the Florida Panthers as well. Uh, I'm not sure what their attendance is like this year, but we always like to make them the butt of the joke when it comes to attendance. Well, you know, they haven't won a playoff series, I think, since 96. Correct. So that's, you know, it's not to make excuses for them, but if how do you cheer for a team that doesn't want a playoff series in 25 years? Like, it's hard to get excited, right? Um, that's true. Let's see them go on one playoff run, and then even whether they win or not, and then they come back next year and they're good. Like that's that's how you build it up. You know, I witnessed it here in Toronto with the Raptors. Like it took a while, uh, but they knocked on the door, knocked on the door, and then won a championship. And now they're they're huge in the market. So you know, I just think I think you need success to to drive that kind of growth. That's true. We go from the Sunshine State to California, the Los Angeles Kings. Who? <clears throat> I don't know where Los Angeles is right now, you know? What do you what, that seems like a very existential question. Like, where is Los Angeles right well, now? Well, I know where it is on a map, roughly. I know they've renamed their building crypto.com arena. Yeah, which I, I have I mean it was staples. I mean it's I'm not gonna call it crypto, I'm gonna call it staples. Yeah, but Staples is just a company. I know, but like that's it's just a company the name where you go to get photocopies, man. Like, why are you why are you attached to that? Because it, it's just the name. That's just the name I'm just used to. Just like like you might not call it the Rogers Center in Toronto. A lot of people call it Skydome. Right, but at least Skydome was an original name. That's very fair. But do you not call the Scotiabank Arena uh, eight the ACC from time to time? Only if I just have a slip up. Only if I have like an old man moment. Like I never do it intentionally. Okay, I don't know. The ACC was a cool name, and that has a company attached to it. What are you calling it, the Molson Center in Montreal, or what? No, that that's that's not that, that's fair. I, I wouldn't do that. I just it's just the Bell Center. It's just a lot snappier that way. I wouldn't call it Molson Center. I wouldn't call it the Forum because it's not the Forum. The Forum is like that's that's its own thing. Like no way. Right. L A. What do we give in L A. I need your help on this one. Hmm. Good. Uh, prospect line seems to be pretty good. I mean, they live in L.A. Like times are, I mean, California is a nice state just to live in, it seems like. Let's uh, look at Drew Doughty's had a bounce back season. I know he was injured for a yeah, while. Yeah. Because of how long he signed and at the number he signed and and the fact they need him to be good. I'm just going to wish for them that he, that this isn't a flash in the pan, that this is, you know, a, a sign that he's on back on the right track. And so Drew's one of the great characters in the game. And I hope he uh, can stay on top for a while. Is Quentin Byfield healthy? He's just gotten healthy, yeah. Okay, because if he wasn't, then I'd be like, yeah, just make him healthy. But if he is, then he'll be fine. So, yeah, we'll go with Drew Doughty. 
to the uh, state of hockey in the United States, Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild. I'm gifting them a playoff series win <laughs> because they've built up so much positive momentum there. You know, the, the Kirill Kaprizov show is so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, Amazing. I think I think to punctuate it, they need to kind of have a little bit more playoff success too. I'm not saying they have to go win the cup this year, but to really kind of stamp this team in a certain way. And remember, they got some challenges ahead, right? Like they bought out Ryan Suter and Zach Parise. There's there's all there's cap implications to that. It's going to be hard for them to add players in the upcoming off seasons. Uh, and so, you know, I think that, that Bill Guerin's done a great job there, actually, uh, building out that team. And so, I, I wish for them to take what's now been two great regular seasons in a row and win a playoff round at least, and and just just keep a good hockey market uh, fueled up. We go to uh, the team that is in my market, in my backyard, the Montreal Canadiens. What do they uh, need for Christmas, CJ? They need the first overall draft pick to be picked in July at the Bell Center, not the Molson Center, when they host the draft. <laughs> uh, you know, this has been such a disastrous season, obviously, for Montreal. It's not just it's not just that they're in the cup final and then they're down near the bottom of the standings. Like the number of injuries, obviously some COVID issues here of late. I just... I think everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. They're making the organizational uh, changes internally, but you know, what could turn this around, but getting that first overall pick and hopefully for them a center, because it seems to me they've been kind of chasing an impact center for quite a long time with respect to Nick Suzuki. But I I just think that they, uh, you know, losing Philip Deneau last year was probably a little more painful than many would have guessed. And so if they could get the first overall pick, be drafting a center in their own arena. I think that that could turn the way this, this looks pretty quickly and, and could be a silver lining in what's been a difficult few months for the Canadians. They still don't have a GM. And uh, I know a lot of people have kind of cooled off on that. They, they were, the team said they weren't expecting to get one before Christmas, but uh, I'm sure once uh, we get back to the break here, that uh, rumor mill of candidates will uh, come all the way back up in terms of who's going to be running the team uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Below Jeff Gordon, of course. Or, sorry, in parallel in tandem. Not below. They're supposed to be complimentary to Jeff Gordon. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, the Nashville Predators. Playoff spot. I know I've given that to a few teams, Ooh. but... I don't know if they can do it. They kind of slid a little bit lately. But, like, I, they're still built to win now a little bit. You know, I know that they, they turned over a few things, traded Arvidsson in the offseason and, and Ryan Ellis... You know, they started kind of chipping away at that team was in the cup final and had some playoff success a few years back. But, you know, I think that when you have Brian Johansson and Matt Duchesne and, and lots of money tied up in these players you've brought in, you know, you need success. And so, you know, there's very few places in the league better to go for a playoff game than Nashville. And so I hope that they get to see one there just off Broadway and uh, go to Tootsie's after the game. Tootsie's? You never been to Tootsie's? Never been to Tootsie's. I've heard of the Tootsie's. Uh, no, I've never been to Tootsie's. Oh, man. It's a legendary spot. And, I mean, literally, you could hit a nine iron from the arena to Tootsie's. I mean, it's it's right beside the arena. And, and three. I was actually there before the Stanley Cup final, Pittsburgh-Nashville. I believe the first two games were in Pittsburgh. And then we, were, we shifted to Nashville before game three. The night before, we were up on the roof. And Ryan Johansson was injured. And he was up on the roof on crutches, like hanging out around where we were, like having a beer. Like, it's just like a place. Nashville's a really cool place because it feels unpretentious to me. Like, it's just, 
Like, of course, Ryan Johansson would just be here on crutches drinking a beer where all these people like they were Sidney Crosby's parents. And, you know, it was just it's a it's a cool, fun town. It's very relaxed. And Tootsie's is can be a hopping spot for the, the country music folks. I love the fans there after uh, the their team scores a goal and the the chance that they do towards the opposing goalie after. That's one of the best things in hockey. I love it when fans go beyond just the clapping, you know, just docile, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love it when they're rowdy and they have chants like that. Like, that's that's freaking cool. So, big up uh, yeah, to I don't Nashville know how you could fans. replicate it. I don't know how you could replicate it, but they built their own fan culture there somehow. Like, it's just, I don't, it's, it feels organic. So, like, that's why I feel like it just has happened a certain way, maybe part of the way the city is or what have you, because it is a different kind of city. But, like, that's, that's what you want. I mean, it's so much fun to go to a game there. So, I hope there's a playoff game there come May. I hope I get to go to Nashville at some point too. The New Jersey Devils. I wish for them to find an effective power play. I feel like they're a team. I know it's not a sexy gift. You know, sometimes you got to give socks or underwear at Christmas. This is the <laughs> this is the socks or underwear gift of of teams. But you know, New Jersey's at a point where you know they're supposed to be building up and getting better, and and I feel like their power play's gotten in the way of their success. You know, signed Dougie Hamilton. I, there's look at there's signs of life there. Uh, you know, they got the Jack Hughes contract done and, and, you know, I, I do think that organization is turning a corner, but it, they're going to have to find a way to put the puck in the net a little bit more uh, five on four. I want socks and underwear for, for Christmas this year. So yeah, I some, totally some gifts cool. are functional, right? Some are glitzy yeah. and some are functional. That's a functional gift for the devils. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, what about the New York Islanders? What do they need for Christmas? A time machine. We yes. need to we need to like go back and not have them play twelve or thirteen games on the road, and you know some of this like they had COVID issues early in the year that, that derailed them. I mean, I honestly think, look, they're a team that could have been in the Cup final the last two years. Like they they took Tampa the limit both of those those years in Eastern Conference final, and now they might not make the playoffs just because the way the season's gone. So I'm gifting them a time machine to go back and undo a couple things because I. I feel like it's almost a little unfair because to me, I don't think their team took that much of a step back roster wise, but they've just had a lot of things conspire against them. It probably means they'll be due for a bounce back next season, but this year may already be lost from them. uh, Unfortunately, the New York Rangers. Hmm. They already tried to get, they already got grit in the off season. Yeah. I think they're going to add, more of a scoring type forward in 2022. I don't have a name for you, though. I know you're going to ask for that. So I wish for them good trading luck as they scour the league looking to bolster their their forward group. Um, You know, Chris Drury in his first year as GM. I hope that, uh, you know, I think that they're, they're an exciting team. I mean, look, they've, they've way outperformed anyone's expectations to this point in the year. Shesterkin's been a big part of that, but I, I wish for them to go out and make a make a big swing uh, on the trade market and do something to excite uh, everyone on Broadway. The Ottawa Senators. Ooh, how honest can I be? As honest as you want. What a shitty year for them, honestly. <laughs> I didn't you know, know where you're going to go with that. <laughs> Sorry, it has been shitty. Well, just, you know, like they started the year saying the rebuild's over, like this is the new thing, and then they just fell on their face. Um, I really like Timothy Stutzla. So, 
for him personally, I'm just wishing for a better second half than he's had first half, more productive, more success. He's like, he's a great personality, great kid. I think he's going to be a great player. He's had a tough start to the year. And so if he has a better second half, the centers will have a better second half. And I think people will look more fondly on their direction, uh, you know, if all that comes to be. So I hope Timothy gets a, a nice gift here from, from Santa on the 25th. I'm not going to lie. When you said, how honest can I be? I was like, oh, God, what are you going to say? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. We go to the state of Pennsylvania for this one. I'm going to give them Carter Hart finally being their answer in net. And I, there's been Fine. times that it's been seemed like the case. There's been times it seemed like not. Um, you know, it'd be nice for them if Carter Hart was the answer, because if not, I don't know what they do at that point. Like they're 30 years into this, this revolving, whatever the Brizgalov show, uh, and Taro Nitty Mackey. Just trying to think of all the goalies over the years they've had, but, uh, Roman check manic, Roman check manic, Michael Layton, Brian, Brian Boucher, Elliott, Brian Elliott. It's been a lot. Uh, John Van so, Beesbrook. I wish for them that Carter Hart, you know, meets his potential because certainly very promising goaltender, probably Canada's goaltender of the future at the moment. If I had to pick, like if we're forecasting to the 2026 Olympics and I had to make the bet today, my bet is he's starting for Canada there. I mean, it's a highly speculative bet, uh, but I think he's probably in the best position to be doing so. And so, yeah, I hope that, that he, uh, he eases some of Chuck Fletcher's headaches. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I wish for the healing powers of, of Getty Malkin on his knee uh, because he's working his way back. If Getty Malkin's in his last year of his contract, I mean, it hasn't been yes, discussed he because he's, you know, he had off season knee surgery. He's yet to play the game this year, but I think it'd be cool if they had one final act in Pittsburgh, at least at minimum where they go on a playoff run with, with Malkin and Crosby and those guys. And somehow like, you know, this team of Mark dunks beyond the obvious has like somehow like held in the race. So, you know, give the Penguins credit, give Mike Sullivan, their head coach credit, because they do fight. They just seem to find a way, no matter who's in the lineup, who's not, who, who's injured to, to still be an elite team. And so it'd be cool if Malkin could come back and be a difference maker. And they, they kind of turn back the clock, uh, you know, coming this, this spring. So if those players don't heal in time, the Pittsburgh Penguins should get themselves another bl- a buzz flibbit. Buzz flibbit. Yeah. Like literally just made up names on that roster sometimes. <laughs> I love all that. Ha- like the Mark Donk and Buzz Flivet reference has like, like that was just like some random thing. Like Steve came up with it. It's just turned into this like universally known term in the hockey world with the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's the power of social media, man. Like that stuff takes on a life of its own, and 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 it's also true. Like that's that's part of like the great thing about Steve's humor is like he's 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 hitting the right button there, right? Because we're all thinking it. He just found a way to kind of put it in a context that, that we can all repeat. Steve's a great person. He has a podcast, the Steve Dangle podcast. You should check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. I mean, for a small podcast like his, I figured we'd be able to give it the time and day to promo it for a couple of seconds. You know, as an aspiring podcaster, try to be like us. That's anyway, a giving spirit of you. Yeah, good, of course. good job. The San Jose Sharks. Who? I'm going to give them, this is off the board. Oh, they're one of the teams, okay. they're one of the teams introducing crypto. And so I'm going to give them all kinds of success in their efforts to incorporate Bitcoin into their operation. 
because they're they're setting the standard off ice for NHL teams. Okay, all right. So on uh, brand, bud. On very on brand. So you're not gifting them Ethereum, is what you say? No chance. I know they might mess <laughs> they might mess around in other coins, but I know they I know they take Bitcoin for suites and and other sales, and they're incorporating other aspects of the operation. And I think that they got a visionary there in, in the president's role. Do you would you ever make like your own like CJ coin? No. Okay. Because I don't want to waste everyone's time. I think you should only focus on the winner, and there's one clear winner. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Seattle Kraken. Patience. Oh. We need to, we need to give them patience. I think they've been a patient organization, actually. I mean, we saw the way they handled the expansion draft, much different than Vegas. Didn't end up making a whole bunch of trades. You know, I think if anything, heading into this trade deadline, we'll see them maybe trade a few players away to stock up draft picks. Like, you know, they're not trying to be Vegas 2.0. I, I think that Vegas caught lightning in a bottle in a lot of ways. And, and you know, obviously teams have learned too. Teams learned from how they dealt with the Golden Knights in expansion. So, you know, I, I think Seattle's getting a nice base under it. Looks like the arena's cool. The fan base is, is still feeling it. And so let's let's give them two to three years here where they're building it up and starting to make all these draft picks. And then, you know, that patience will be rewarded somewhere around year four, five, six, seven, when they, they transform into a team that, that can compete with the best. The St. Louis Blues. I'm going to gift them patience to Vladimir Tarasenko, yes. who's wanted out of town, believed to be still wanting out of town. I mean, had a pretty good start to the year to his credit, given that, you know, he'd made a trade request in the offseason. And so, you know, for them to keep the band together and try to take one more run at a cup final with this group, I think he's pretty important to it uh, because it's, it's just hard to imagine a trade where they're getting back similar value in the moment. They might be trading for a future, something that has value, but you know, for them to have a chance this year, I think that having him healthy and happy and playing well, which, you know, so far in the season he has, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm gifting them some, some clarity in Vladimir Tarasenko's mind about wanting to remain a blue. What do you give the team that has everything? And the team I'm referencing here is the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's nothing you could give them. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, I'm not going to say a third cup because you can't just gift someone a cup. I mean, you got to go earn the cup. Yeah, you have to. Um, yeah. No, I think they, they should be giving everyone else gifts. Like, they're your friend that's had this, <laughs> this crazy windfall this year. And, like, you can't, you can't be buying for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not give – I'm going to pass on giving the Lightning a gift this year. I feel like they've had much abundance in their recent past, and we'll we'll see where they're at in next year in 2022. Okay, all right. So one team gets passed on, but I mean, if there is a team that gets passed on that deserves it, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, the best team of the salary cap era, as far as I'm concerned. How about this team? Oh, you're going to say something? Oh, I, thought, I wasn't sure. My bad. Uh, no, I, I almost made a joke about gifting them more playoff games so that I can go to the tiki bar near the arena, but that's that's a selfish gift. So you know, that's I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's better, giving them no gift or giving them a gift that benefits me. I, I don't know which which looks better. You've been making references to the tiki bar since our demo episode. I re- that's that's on the list of things I need to I need to visit when I'm eventually allowed to visit uh, other uh, NHL cities. There aren't very many arenas where you can cover a game, walk outside, and sit outside at a tiki bar on the water. I mean, Florida, Vegas, I guess, man. would probably have that, but like, it, it's not on the water the same way. Anyway, it's it's a great spot, Tampa. Okay, 
I think you know this team a little bit uh, intimately, perhaps. I don't know. The Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to gift them a chance to win a playoff series. I can't gift. I can't gift. You can't gift them the series. I can't gift them the series because they got to do it on their own. But I have to give them, gift them another chance because they've had several chances, including three of them against Montreal last May, to win a playoff series and get over the hump. Because I think as great, actually, the regular season has gone pretty well for the Leafs. I mean, it was a very rocky early start, but since then, hard to really quibble with what they've done. But they they need a playoff series win in the worst way to to re- reestablish, I guess, the direction of the program or to, to reaffirm what they're doing. And so I'm going to gift them at least one or two shots at winning a series and see if they can get the job done. It'll happen with this core. It'll, I mean, or some way, shape, or form, it's going to happen with the yeah, Toronto Maple Leafs. The odds That's are for sure. Like, I mean, I don't think it's a hot take to say that. Like, if you look at their last five regular seasons, I know they haven't played 82 game years because of what's been going on, but they're like a 105 point team over like the last five regular seasons, like on pace. Like, they've, they've consistently wanted, been one of the best regular season teams. They had what two game sevens against Boston. They had a game six against Boston where they could have eliminated them. They had three against Montreal. They had a game five and a best of five with Columbus. I mean, they, they've lost like seven straight games with a chance to win a playoff series. Like, at some point, something has to give, except that this is sports. And, you know, Steve Dangle uh, needs agony in his life. So, like, I'm not going to say anything is guaranteed or assured, but, I mean, it's certainly not a hot take to suggest that it should and will happen. Uh, but if it doesn't, man, whew. I can't. I can't wait until the Leafs eventually win a playoff series, right? And then Steve does the video where he's happy and he's celebrating it. And then the grand scheme of things of his videos, in terms of views, it's like, does even crack the top 10 or something. <laughs> I actually think because there's so much build up, that one would crack. Like, I think that that one would. In all seriousness, that one would. Yes, it would. I'm making a joke, but it but would because right. so many people. Yeah. People don't really want to see him happy, right? Like they tune in to see him freak out, I think, or like a good portion of people anyway. Absolutely. Um, the Vancouver Canucks. Well, I have to wish them more of Bruce Brujo's magic. I mean, Bruce, there it is. It's hard to. Uh, like what a turnaround to go six and zero, hiring a new head coach. Um, they were certainly not as bad as they looked at the start of the year. I don't think anyone thought that, but now they got a chance to climb into a playoff spot. So I'm gonna weird things happen sometimes, and so I'm I'm wishing that this wasn't just a fun two weeks, and that it can be a, a fun two or three months for the Canucks. They're still undefeated under Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, yeah, and. It's like flip a switch. I, you know, it's crazy. I, and I don't think Travis Green's a bad coach. It just, I think it just speaks to how the pressure, everything was coming down. Everyone was waiting for something to happen. And then, you know, Bruce Boudreaux's got a long track record, actually. He did it in Washington once when he took over around U.S. Thanksgiving um, of being able to sort of like alleviate that pressure. I think he, I think he has a good understanding of how players think and, and act. And, and I think he's good at sort of relaxing the environment around his team. The Vegas Golden Knights. Huh. They kind of have everything too, don't they? I mean, I could think of a player on their team who's trying to get back to health. Yes. I think that I will, I think I will wish them a healthy and, and happy Jack Eichel because I think that's the best for the NHL too. It's obviously for Vegas. You know, his return, I don't think is that far off. Um, I don't have the exact time frame at this point, but, you know, it sounds like everything's going really well with his recovery. And so, that was a massive trade for them to swing when they did. And they've actually won a lot of games since then. If you remember, they were in big injury trouble at the start of the year, losing games. 
it was fair to wonder, Hey, is this season going to slide away from them just with the circumstances and they've, they've kept it together. And so I wish them a happy and healthy Jack Eichel in the, in the new year, the Washington capitals. I got to cheer for Ovechkin to score like a hundred more goals this season. Um, I saw Wayne Gretzky's now saying he's going to break my record. It's like a foregone conclusion. Uh, I actually, I agree with Wayne just because there's just no sign of slowdown. Uh, and, and a huge part of the Capitals success this year has been Ovechkin's play and his production. I know we've talked about that previous episode. So I'm just, I'm wishing this guy to like never grow old because there's, there's a few athletes out there that allow us to sort of dream those kind of dreams. And I think he seems to be one of them where his performance is just, he keeps finding a new way to score. He's not using his one-timer like he used to in terms of the number of goals he's scoring, but he, he still just loves to score, loves to play, brings that joy. And so I wish that to continue. Like when Nicholas Backstrom was out, like he, he was becoming an assist man. He kind of had to take over his job too. He's been unreal this year. It's insane. Like the fact he was at the top of the scoring list, you know, until a week ago was nuts. Insane. Uh, the final team uh, that is in need of a Christmas present, the Winnipeg Jets. Hmm. I mean, they need. I'm gifting them a response to Paul Maurice response. stepping down. Oh. To, I'm gifting them. I just think they're too good a team not to make the playoffs. And I think the organization needs it. And that's obviously a big event that's happened with their head coach stepping down just before the holiday break. So I'm just gifting them kind of the focus needed to emerge from from that to to have a strong second half. You know, I think the Jets should be a playoff team, but they got to go out and earn it. They're not one as we're talking right now. And that concludes uh, the Christmas wish list uh, segment, which I think worked out pretty well in terms of it's all the teams. It's harder than you think because I didn't prepare ahead of time. So it's harder to, hard to have like You did really answers. well. You did really well as far as I'm concerned. I got stumped on a few teams, but you know it's it's like when you're Christmas shopping. It can be hard to think of a good idea for every every person on your list, right? Did you uh, finish your shopping, by the way? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. CJ, we're so close to Christmas. I've got time. Oh, buddy. Um, yeah, the Christmas wish list, I think, was going to be the big dominating thing. I'm, I'm happy you also even touched on the uh, the Calgary Arena thing because like I was very lost on that. So it was it actually turned into a pretty informative uh, segment. Uh, that story isn't go- going anywhere. That's gonna that one's nope. gonna go through the news cycle for a while. So I'm sure we'll be getting deeper into that uh, in the new year at some point. Absolutely. With that, um, in terms of stick taps, uh, do you have a stick tap? A Christmas themed stick tap? I don't know if it's Christmas themed, but I want to give my stick tap to Steven Stamkos. Yeah, because I I can't help but feel bad for this guy. And obviously, he's won two cups, so. I'm sure that's it. That, that would be everyone's retort to saying feel bad for him. But I just feel like he's been hard luck a lot through his career and missing out this chance to play for Team Canada. Like he's had such a resurgent season. Like it was pretty clear to me he was going to be on the, te- the Beijing team. And, you know, so for the I think he, from a Canadian perspective, probably has the most to lose in a sense by this decision or, the, the you know, because he will be 36 by the time 2026 comes around. I, you know, it's hard to imagine he'll be in position then, but who knows, you know, I won't, I won't count him out just yet. Um, but you know, 2010, he ended up leading the league in scoring or being second in goals. Didn't get chosen because he was young, breaks his leg in 2014, misses 2018. Now misses this, you know, he missed the bubble playoffs in 2020. 
I just feel like he's he's had to endure a lot for for all the success he's had in his career. He's had to go through a lot, and I think not getting to represent Team Canada most likely in a best on best is uh, just giving him a stick tap because he's he's plowed through it all through his career. I guess what else? What choice do you have? You got you got to forge on. But uh, yeah, I would I would have liked to see him play at, at that tournament. Maybe there's a chance. Maybe 2022 Olympics will be pushed to 2023, and this will be a moot point, and the players will still get to go. But you know, I'm not holding my breath for that. Um, I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay for my sick tap. Uh, oh, wow. The final game. The, the tiki final ga- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go one day. I'm going to go. Uh, the final game that played before the holiday, well, the break or the pause or whatever you want to call it, uh, came into play, took place between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. 90 minutes before puck drop, John Cooper put into COVID protocol. So Derek Lalone, the assistant coach, has to take over as head coach for the Lightning and they end up winning that game. Uh, Joe Smith wrote about it uh, for The Athletic after the fact, and uh, all the guys gave Derek Lalonde a lot of praise. Not easy uh, to be pressed into head coaching duties literally an hour and a half before game time. So my stick tap this week goes to Derek Lalonde. Well earned, and what a tough day for John Cooper. The same day he finds out the players aren't going to the Olympics, meaning he's not coaching Team Canada, he gets put in COVID protocol in Vegas. So um, not not that's talking about having to to eat a eat a tough day but um again this is this is the times in which we live yeah but uh that doesn't mean we're not able to find some light in these weird times and uh hopefully we were able to provide that today and hopefully you're all able to do that throughout the christmas holiday period cj always a pleasure doing these shows with you buddy you too man i hope you have a good time with your family and friends uh relax don't get up too early don't stress don't yourself no you know, allow yourself a coffee. I see on your Instagram, you're, you're not letting yourself drink coffee for some reason. You masochist. Here's, here's the thing. Like, I've always been a guy who will drink like one coffee a week. Like, I'm not a big like coffee stand. So like me drinking Obviously one a not. week. Like, that's one a week thing. is insane. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that crazy. Like one a week is fine for me. Three a day, bud. You drink three a day? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I've seen people say five or six. Like, that's. I, I don't know. I think I've made the joke on here that like um, I was with somebody who I would be able to uh, correctly predict when at which time in the day they would have a coffee. And uh, I think they got pretty annoyed at that. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, coffee. If you like coffee, drink coffee. I'm not here to judge on your coffee intake. I would like you, however, uh, to uh, subscribe to the SDPN YouTube page. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. For listeners on Spotify, there is a rating feature now. Uh, I'd like it, if you can, to rate our podcast five stars. If you rate us four stars, well, I guess that's your prerogative, but I would love it if you would rate our show five stars. And also, if there's any way to do that on Apple as well, of course, do that there too. And in any other streaming platform, you can do that as well. Uh, Get us some questions for Ask CJ. You can already start that on Discord and on Twitter. We'll get to those on on our next episode, which will come out early next week. And with that, I wish everybody a happy holiday, or as my sweater says... Happy Hova days. Hova, like Jay-Z, Jigga Man. I, you're not a rap guy, are you? Not really, no. Uh, I'm not okay. anti, I just, I'm not, I'm not schooled. You're not schooled. All right, cool. I got to make you like a mixtape or something. Just like the best rappers to listen to. Are you a Spotify guy or an Apple guy? Spotify. 
Okay, I'll get you a Spotify playlist in time. Uh, new episode of Steve Dangle Podcast probably comes out at some point on Friday. And uh, with that, uh, for CJ, I'm Julian saying so long and peace. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays or happy Hova days or whatever you celebrate. Stay safe out here. Be well, brother. Yes, sir. The Chris Johnston Show. Inside the game, twice a week. Follow Chris on Twitter, at ReporterChris. And follow Julian McKenzie, at JK McKenzie.